Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Hey, it's Nick. Uh, don't mind all the noise behind me. I'm on a walk with Cassie, but I wanted to grab your attention real quick because somebody recently asked me what I did to get to six figures in my business. And I was like, there's no way I could just sum that up in one sentence. And then just out of curiosity, I thought, well, what did I do? And I started to write it down and it started to flow out of me. And when I looked at that sheet of paper that I had written everything down on, I thought, this is good. I got to teach people this. And I'm going to do exactly that. On October 14th, I am teaching my six figures in six months masterclass. And I'm going to teach you everything I did to get to six figures in six months. And I want you to join me. If you are an entrepreneur who's looking to grow your business, you've had consistent sales, you want to get more consistent. I'm going to show you how I did it. And I want you to join me. October 14th, six months to six figures. Go to the show notes, click the link in there, sign up, and I'll see you there. I am so excited to have this amazing guest here with me tonight, my friend Elise Archer, who is a sales guru in her own right in so many ways. Elise and I connected a couple of years ago through working with the same mentor, and I just totally loved and adored you right away. And just knowing that you're so into sales and money mindset and the energy of all of it, and just seeing the direction you've taken recently has really inspired me because I know how much mindset goes into what we do with sales. And I know that's where you're really focused right now. So um, she is the host of She Sells Radio, the podcast, and you have a couple of other offerings and things that you do. You're the founder of She Sells, the company She Sells, which I love the name. And uh, yeah, it's just tell us about you, Elise. Welcome. I'm so excited you're here. (laughs) Thank you. That's such a great intro. I'm so excited to be here. And it's funny how what I care about has pivoted and shifted over the years because I had a long background in corporate sales and, you know, reached a reach, I think what most people would consider was a decent amount of success there early, you know, six figures in my early 20s and kind of created the lifestyle that I thought was going to make me happy and would make me feel good and validated. But there were, there was a lot that wasn't going well behind the scenes, even though on the outset, like people would look at me and I'd be top of the leaderboard and I was good at sales and yada, yada. But I was secretly struggling with a lot of anxiety, anxiety around money specifically, like, oh, are, am I going to lose all my clients next month? Or are they going to cancel on me? Or are they going to not come in? Struggling with an eating disorder in a really unhealthy marriage, like just lots of stuff that was not good happening behind the scenes. And that's really what set me on a personal development journey that has been taking place for seven, eight years now, Mm -hmm. and has been really powerful. And um, the farther I go into it, the more important I realize your mindset is to everything, that it's the most important thing. And I'm happy to share some of the things that I've learned tonight that have helped me. But there are certain things when I really started focusing on understanding money and the energy of it and where my limiting beliefs around money came into play and where I was playing small and started implementing the things I was learning to help cure that, 
in six weeks, I turned my annual income into my monthly income. Sales calls were like 100% close rate. Everyone was buying and it wasn't, it wasn't the script. It had nothing to do with the script. It had to do with my mindset and the energy I learned to show up in. And so that's what I'm so passionate about now is because I've had every limiting belief around money, around sales, around anything. And as I've learned to release them and rewire them now teaching other women and anyone, right? Men, women, I don't care how they can do the same because when you learn what we can talk about tonight, when you learn this stuff, not only does it affect your sales in a positive way, it affects everything in a positive way. You literally can transform into a new person with radically better results almost overnight. So yeah, that's what I'm passionate about these days. I didn't realize we had such a similar background from corporate in terms of like, just the way you described your experience. It so resonated with me because I had to say I had wild success and behind the scenes, not happy Mm. to anybody who was looking, it was like, Oh, you've like, you're number one on the leaderboard. You're number one in the nation. You've got, you did all the things you said you wanted to do. You're living where you want to live. You have the dog. You said you wanted to get, you've got the money you're traveling. And I was miserable. And I also shared that same feeling of like, is the money all going to go away? Am I going to lose my clients? What if I don't get new clients next month? What if I, and it was almost like for the first time in my life, I was making really good, amazing money, having amazing success. And it scared me. Mm. And yeah. again, it, it's where my self-development journey started. It yeah. was like, it got me to like my lowest point that I think that I'd ever been. And it didn't make sense. It wasn't aligned. It wasn't congruent with where I, where I was, where it looked like I was in life and how I felt, Yeah, which is a beautiful gift that in that moment, I knew that there had to be, I, I was willing to keep going. I was willing to keep searching. And I found self-development and therapy and coaching and everything else. And it's gotten me to where I am, but it's interesting just the parallel there and how success can actually not feel like what it looks like. It's so true. And I think that's one of the biggest mindset shifts for me that led to actually way more sales and money coming in was Mm -hmm. realizing that before for most of my sales career, I sought money because I thought it would make me feel better. It was kind of like, oh, when I have that money, when I have that client, then I can feel calm. Then I can feel secure. Then I can feel abundant and at peace. And what I've learned by really studying energy and mindset is it's the opposite. Mm -hmm. It's the opposite because the universe doesn't give you what you want. It gives you what you are. Mm -hmm. So if you, you can want money and clients all day long, but if you have an energy of lack, if you're focusing on not having them, if you're focusing on where's the money, where are the clients going to come from? Then you're putting out an energy of not having it. So guess what? You get more of that back. And it's not that you can't close clients. It's not that you can't like have some wins, but it's going to be hard and it's going to feel like a slog and it's going to feel miserable. Mm -hmm. And so what's so exciting to me is by learning and studying people, like we joke about my hall passes, like Bob Proctor and Dr. Joe Dispenza, which is ridiculous because by the way, my husband's hall passes are like Cameron Diaz and JLo. And I'm like, what's up with the old dudes at least, but those are 90 year old man. Can I uh, add to my hall passes? And I will add a third is Steven Tyler. Now he's probably like the sexiest of my 80 year old men. Joe's not 80, but (laughs) Anyway, that he has nothing to do with this conversation other than like, I have some taste maybe. (laughs) Actually, no, that's no taste at all. So I digress. So studying these people like 
Bob and Dr. Joe and studying energy. And even like, if you want to really go out there, like quantum physics and creating in the quantum realm, like if you want to, I tell you what the secret, if you want to sell a lot, if you want to generate a lot of money, you learn to feel good and whole first in yourself, because as you do that, as you feel whole, complete, grateful, you are then an energetic match for more things to come in that are a match for you being whole, complete and grateful. And that's when, for me, when all the money started coming in and it happened so fast, it was like, what happened? I realized I had almost stumbled into like accidentally doing this stuff, but I had been spending several weeks prior to that. After going through a lot of limiting beliefs and fear and scarcity around money, I just invested a lot of money in a coach and I was feeling very afraid about it and second guessing myself and doubting myself. And then I started really studying this stuff and learning this. I spent three weeks feeling whole, complete, grateful, abundant, learning that the way I feel brings in more of that to me as a match. And boom, like that, uh, what felt like a windfall of money came in very quickly. And it was not that I had the most magical sales pitch in the world. I can tell you that it wasn't. It was how it was my energy and how I had showed up there. Yeah. So, well, we, and I'm no we, different. That's the important thing. Yeah. We attract what we, what we are, how we feel. And yeah. I always say feeling good is the work. Your job is to choose what makes you feel good. And gratitude is the highest form of receiving. Yeah. So, which sounds to me, when I first learned that I was like, wait a minute, but gratitude is me giving and showing, but like, ultimately you're putting that energy out into the world Yeah. and you're, you're making yourself open and available to receive because of that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's that. And, and here's, what's fun too, is like, there's kind of the spiritual element and then there's the scientific element of it. And I love, I feel like science and spirituality are really two sides of the same coin. I, I enjoy studying both of them, but when you practice feeling grateful, you send out the energy of there are things that I'm grateful for. So you get back more things to be grateful for. And you're telling your subconscious mind, so this is a science piece of it. You're instructing your subconscious acts on instinct and emotion. So when you hold that image in your mind of what you want to create and you feel grateful for it, your subconscious can't contradict it. It must go to work making it happen for you. Mm-hmm. So it's, you're absolutely right. It's gratitude and appreciation are that like the more we can live in that, the more everything we want comes in and it comes in fast. Right. Yeah. More of the same. And when we're, I think what you and I described earlier about our experiences in, not that they were exactly the same, but our experiences sound so parallel in that fear that we felt when the money came in, that fear of like, oh my gosh, when will it stop? When will it end? That's what we were putting. That's the energy we were putting out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the fear is what our dominating force was. And that's why we felt that way. And that's why things stopped and got to the point that they did and how we felt in, in that experience. Yes. Yeah. And this is, you know, I, I shared this when I spoke in your group earlier this week, your mastermind group, but something that was very freeing to me to understand why I had so much fear of money going away is that money is root chakra. Mm-hmm. So it's all about security. That's it. Like your money at the end of the day is about safety and security so that you can live the life you want. Now, what else is security is when you're growing up, your parents or whoever's raising you, they represent security to you. Mm -hmm. So what happens is the dynamics that played out with your parents, let's say like you had a parent who left early on and you felt 
unworthy. You felt abandoned. You felt unloved. Or maybe you had a parent who, you know, you felt like you always had to like prove yourself and prove your worthiness for why you would receive their love. Those dynamics then later play out in our relationship with money. It's just, it, it, it will replay in your relationship with money. That's all it is. That was very freeing to me to understand like, oh, that's why it's not that I'm about to be cosmically punished. It's not like that money actually is wanting to leave me because money is one of the things I have my clients do that I learned from Jen Sincero that you may have your clients do too, is like write a letter to money and write to it as if it was a person Mm -hmm. to see how your energy is around money. Money's just energy. And the more we welcome it and love it, just like if you had a friend you wanted to like spend more time with, or you wanted to call in a significant other, you would like be appreciative. You'd be grateful. I love when you're here. Like, thank you so much. Stay longer. Right. We would have that energy, but we often don't, we replay the dynamics we had with our parents without knowing it. And then we push money can't come because you've got so much resistance around it. Yeah. It's important stuff. It's amazing and scary all at once to me, because when I started learning that I was like, wait a minute. So I have the power to completely change my relationship with money and attract more, but like, wait a minute, that means I've been resisting it and blocking it. So it's like, it's awesome all at once, but it's a little bit like, whoa, I'm the one who's preventing this, Yeah, you know, which is very empowering because it means you can do something about it. I think where a lot of, I'd love to hear what, what your thoughts are in this, because I think where a lot of people get stuck is thinking once I have the money, then I'll feel safe and secure. Then I'll feel, if my bank account is full, then I'll feel better. So the security will come from having the money. And what I'm hearing you say is we have to cultivate that in ourselves with, with, or without the money, that feeling of safety and security. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you feel safe and secure in yourself, the money can't help, but come to you because then you're a match for it. Mm -hmm. But so this is like you said, feeling is the work, like this is it. Mm -hmm. And this is so important. And it's not talked about a lot or people are like, Oh, that's woo. That's weird. Like, no, it's not. It's just science. So yes, it's learning to live from the inside out rather than the outside in. Mm -hmm. So most people will determine how they feel based on what's going on around them. Mm -hmm. So they'll look at the lack of money in the bank account. They'll look at the health issue and focus on that. Mm -hmm. And because what you think your thoughts always create your feelings and your feelings are your body's way of telling you what you're in vibrational harmony with, because that's a universal law, law of vibration. Everything has a frequency. Everything vibrates the higher the frequency, like the higher you're feeling, which is feeling more of the peak emotions, gratitude, love, appreciation, joy, the higher level things you were then an energetic match for. Mm -hmm. So this is the work is learning that if you really want money to come in and come in, not just in a little trickle, but come in, in a massive flood, you must focus on cultivating feelings of gratitude and security in yourself first because then you're a match for it. Then it can come when you're feeling, when you look at the science of getting rich says to look upon the appearance of disease will create more disease to look upon the appearance of poverty will create more poverty. So this is why your current physical reality is simply the result of your past thinking, feeling, and actions. Your thinking leads to how you feel, which leads to what actions you do or don't take, which leads to your results. So if you want to shift it, you must learn to now think a different thought. And for me, when I 
when I had the transformation where I went from $10,000 months to $100,000 months, and it happened so fast, I had made the decision that I was going to be a seven-figure business owner. I was like, this is it. I made the decision. So this is the first step is you must decide. You must decide because if there's any amount of waiver or wobble, it's not going to work for you. So you have to decide. And usually it takes getting so fed up of living in poverty mindset, fear, scarcity. And you're like, I'm just not available for this anymore. I'm, I'm finally done. I'm finally done. So once that, once I made that decision, I started filtering everything through the lens of how would a seven-figure entrepreneur show up right now? What would she be thinking and what would she be feeling? And I actually had a post-it note on my computer. It was kind of you know, silly, like jargony language, but it made me smile. It said, I'm a seven-figure boss babe mompreneur. What would she be doing right now? And what would she be thinking? And so I started, because I knew that, again, I kind of stumbled into this without really knowing how it all worked, but then I found out later how it worked. I knew that my identity was not that of a seven-figure woman or else I would have had that already, right? Mm -hmm. Because we always create what our identity is. So I practiced that identity first. So for anyone who's listening, think about what you want and actually like take the time to write it out. What I find is many people have never taken the time or it's been a long time since they wrote out what they want. Mm -hmm. And then I want you to look at in that paper that you wrote, like who is the person who has those things? Because all you have to do, you can shift your identity. Your identity has shifted a lot of times in this life. It can keep shifting. Most people never do that, but you can. What's the identity of the woman, of the person who has those things, who brings in that amount of money? How, much, how does she think? How does she feel? How does she act? How does she speak? And then it's almost like you're acting for a period of time. You're practicing it. You're practicing her thoughts. You're practicing her feelings. And what will happen is your physical world will always shift to match your inner state. And then the money comes, hmm. then the clients come. I know that was a really long answer to your question, but I think it's, this it's, is how it works. That's exactly how it works on every level. And, you know, we're speaking to a lot of health and wellness entrepreneurs in this group. That's who I work with. Mm-hmm. That's, that's who my ideal client is. And it's interesting because I, I get to show them many times in the way of health, how this concept is, because for example, like not too long ago, I really wanted, okay. So I have COVID body, right. Over the last year, I just stopped doing my workouts. There was nowhere to go work out. And I just was like, well, I'm going to relax for a little bit. But then I got to the point where I was like, well, what would that version of me do right now? Would she work out every day? Would she eat healthier? And I, I always eat pretty healthy, but there was this night where I was like, I really want a piece of chocolate. And it was 10 30 at night. I didn't need it. I was already in bed and I was just kind of like, oh, I just want something sweet. And then I was like, wait, what would that version of me do right now? What would that version of me who doesn't need chocolate at night, who's taking good care of her, you know, herself, health and wellness wise, what decision would she make? And I asked myself in that moment, if I make the decision that she would make, I'm becoming her, I'm closer to her. than if I don't make that, and this is not about eat the chocolate or don't eat the chocolate or any judgment at any point at all, like go eat the chocolate if you want it. That was just for me personally in that moment, if I keep saying that I want to get in better shape, that I want to be more mindful about this, then right now I have that opportunity to do that by making the decision from that space that she would make it. And I'm bringing myself closer to her. And when we can see that in other areas, it's easier to apply it in the area of money and sales and business. And exactly what you said is so it just resonates because it's like, if we want to become that version of who we does the seven figure earner, whatever it is, then what are the habits? What are the decisions? What are the choices that person is making 
And when you start making those choices right now, you're shortening the distance between where you are and who you're becoming because you're making decisions like she would make decisions, which means you are her. Yes, exactly. And this was something that was so powerful for me when I learned it is like, why do some people find making money, making sales, making healthy choices? Like, why do some people find that easier than others? Mm -hmm. And from the ages of zero to seven, you're basically being programmed. Your brain is a giant walking subconscious, which has no ability to filter out what's true and what's not true for you. Mm -hmm. And so you end up taking in everything that you hear your parents say, or you hear the media say, if you hear like making money is hard, then you internalize that to be true. Your brain's basically under hypnosis for the first seven years. So you take that to be true. And then the rest of your life, unless you get aware of it and start to change it, making money will be hard for you or being healthy will be hard for you. If you see your parents like having unhealthy habits or like you will become, this is Oh, as a mom now, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm programming my child every day. Like, let me be really mindful of what I'm programming him with because you're literally being programmed. And so you end up having, this is what Bob Proctor calls a paradigm. You have this paradigm, this way of seeing the world, this way of viewing the world that will literally determine all of your actions, which will determine your results. So you must shift the paradigm. And you do that by doing exactly what you did, which is saying for a woman who had a paradigm of having a healthy body right now, like, or healthier than mine is, what would she do? What would she do in the situation? And it's that level of conscious awareness that will start to shift everything for you. Hey, I'm interrupting you real quick because I know you're enjoying this podcast and I know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business. You care about the people you work with and you want to help people. As a matter of fact, you want to help more people, but I bet you often ask yourself, where am I going to find clients? And I've got your answer. I have a free training video for you. It is called 33 Places to Find Clients, and it comes with a workbook where you can take notes on all the 33 places that I give you. So I want you to get this downloaded. It's free. Get it today because ultimately it's going to help you understand where to go every day to interact with people so that you can start to get more clients and help more people, which is the goal of all of this. So go to healthystepswithnicole.com backslash 33 places, download it, watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay. Now back to the show. Yeah. Cause it's like, we do it step by step with these little decisions. There's no like overnight, like tomorrow I'm her. It's like with each decision, with, with each thought, like you said, our thoughts create our beliefs and our beliefs determine our actions. And so your thoughts that you're having is going to determine what action you're taking. And that action that you're taking is who you're becoming. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that it's, it's just so interesting to think about it's our, every decision that we make, are we making a decision from that space of who we want to become or from who we are right now? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's everything. I used to struggle a lot with like my nighttime routine and I would, my habits were like vegging out on the couch and probably eating too much. And just like, it was like, I would start off the day really strong and then nighttime routine would just plummet. And then it set up, it was just harder the next morning to get up early. And, and so I started just asking myself, like for a woman who has the amount of money I want to make and has the level of health I want, how, like what's her nighttime routine. We have to get out of our head and out of our own paradigm and almost like borrow somebody else's for a while. Yeah. But that's the beautiful thing about 
the world we live in today is there's so much access to see how do other people live and what do they do? And then you just start doing that. I know it sounds easier said than done because you're going to have your brain, your parents going to fight you on it, but with enough repetition, it will become a new habit for you. Right. Well, and I love that you just said something really powerful that I want everybody to hear the access that we have to seeing how people like social media, go watch somebody's stories. You can see how they live their day-to-day life. And if that's somebody who has something that you want, who lives a life that you are looking to evolve into and, and create for yourself, then study what they're doing and become that version of you. And I, you know, I know recently I've been um, listening, just studying a lot about money and energy, and there are more millionaires now than ever before in, in the history of the world. And it's because we all have access to seeing other, it's like people are giving us permission slips because we're able to see it in a bigger way. It's more available for us to see that there are a lot of people doing it and how they're doing it. And like you said, if we take on, we're like acting, you know, until we can get there, if we take on their habits, their decisions, what do they wear? What time do they wake up? Where do they even getting into those details? And when we start to make those decisions and we have so much availability to see it now with social media, then we are becoming that person sooner. Yes. Yeah. I learned this from, I had a, um, a woman on, she sells radio eight figure entrepreneur. Her name is Trisha Dempsey. And she, she said this one thing that just stuck with me. Cause I asked her like, how did you get to eight figures? What did you do? Because her sales approach was very simple. It was like, I make friends and I help people. And I thought, gosh, I love how simple that is. That's brilliant. Yeah, I said, yeah. what do you really do? Like, what, what do you actually do? <laughs> yeah. And one of the things that she said that stuck with me is she said, I use other people's success as the reason why I can have it. And there was something about that that just stuck with me because I used to look at people who had what I wanted and feel jealousy and feel competition mm-hmm. and feel like, oh, well, you know, great for her, but that'll never be me. And I was like, what if I did look at it that way? And what if I did start to look at people with businesses that I wanted or amounts of money I wanted or health and say, well, why don't I start using them as a mirror and proof that I can? Yeah. And then you start to look at how do they think and what are their habits? And then you learn that your brain is pliable and malleable and you can create new neural pathways and you can rewire yeah. your brain for what you want. Yeah. And yeah. then you, it sounds well, like you just do that. It sounds right. simple, but that's, that is actually what you do. Yeah. I like that you use that example too, because I used to do the same thing. I'd look at people and I'd be like, you know, she has a coaching business that I really want and she's making multiple six figures. And what I would do is I would, my limiting beliefs would come up and I'd say, well, she has it because blah, 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 blah. Mm. She was able to do that because blah, 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 blah. And I would make up the stories in my mind of why, because the jealousy would come up or the, the fear would come up like, oh, I can't do that because she's already done it. Instead of using it as an example of what's possible for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's what it is. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. When you look at people who have accomplished great things, oftentimes they've come from even more challenging circumstances. At least for me, I noticed they've usually come from even more challenging circumstances than I had. So it was like, Mm -hmm. oh, can't use that as an excuse anymore. Right. right? (laughs) I look at people like, you know, Oprah Winfrey. Well, okay. If she was able to do what she's done with her life and, and how she shows up in the world, we can't use. I didn't have rich parents or I didn't like whatever people's excuses were. You can't use that as an excuse. There's, there's plenty of examples of people who have done beautiful, amazing things with their life, despite their circumstances, despite where they came from. Yeah. You've got to be more committed to what you want than to your excuses. 
That's, yeah. and that's like, for me and probably for you, when you're evaluating whether you're going to take on a client or not, it's like, if they're committed to their story and their excuses, it's not going to work. Can't do I'm just not up for it anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's, I can't show up and pull you over the line every single time. I can't right. be the one who wants this more than you. Right. Exactly. And the excuses are like, it's an old paradigm. It's an old conditioning and your ego will fight you to the death when you try to make a change, when you're ready to make a change, but you yeah. are bigger than it. You are bigger than it. And so yeah. it's, uh, again, it's just, this is, this is important stuff to me. This was more powerful than having any sort of like sales script or any sort of right quote unquote language to use. I think because, that's where people yeah. go wrong. I think that they cling to strategy. And I know this because I've done it myself. Mm-hmm. And I recently, you might laugh at this. I called myself the Mr. Miyagi of sales. I was I like, love that. I can give you strategy all the live long day, but if you don't believe it's going to work and if you like, there's just so much to be said for how much strategy actually impacts your success. Yeah. Any strategy is going to work if you've made a decision that it's working no matter what and you yeah. work it. Yes. But ultimately, if you'll trust what I'm going to share with you, and that's why I just said, I'm, I'm the wipe on wax on wax off Mr. Miyagi of, of sales, you know, I'm not going to do a traditional strategy focused coaching program because yeah. that's actually going to rob you of what you can truly create by actually investigating the mindset piece. And the idea that people cling, like they white knuckle the strategy and they lose sight of what this is really all about. Like, I love that the eight figure entrepreneur that you were talking about said, make friends and I help people. Cause that's really at the heart of this. That's really what it is. And years ago, when I was in my corporate job, still, I became successful because I didn't know why I couldn't be, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. I was so not, I just, I started my job. I'd never been in sales before. And I was like, I want to be number one. And everybody's like, do you know how hard that is? And I was like, no. I'll just, I'll figure it out. I had no idea what I was up against. So I was just naive and oblivious enough that I attracted it to me because there was no reason why it couldn't come. And then my, you know, my next year after I became really successful, it's what we talked about earlier. I kind of started to repel it because fears came up, limiting beliefs came up and I kind of fell out of love with sales or so I thought. And when I really got back down, I started asking myself, what got me excited about this job every day before I was good at it? What got me out of bed excited about this before I was number one in the nation, before I had success? And the answer that I came back to every time was, well, I got to build relationships with people and help them solve their problems. That was what really lit me up. It wasn't the money. The money was was a symptom of me showing up and helping people like in a really amazing way. And so when I got back to the heart of what it was all about, helping people, building relationships, then I started to have that same success again. And I started to climb back up. And I think when we really keep it simple like that, then we make it about that. And we don't have to cling to strat. It's like, go meet people, go have conversations with people. Like at the very basics of, of what I talk about with selling, I'm like, it's conversations. Mm-hmm. If there's nothing else I shared with you, it, it's literally, it's start conversations with people, build relationships. And when you see opportunities that you can help them make an offer. I love that. I, I love mean, that's that. as simple as it is, right? Like, sure, there's strategy and stuff we can talk about, but I also think people make it way harder than it needs to be. And the story that I was going to share, and I know you know this book too, because you were just talking about it not too long ago, the You Squared book and the story of the fly Yes, at the very beginning. And for anybody who doesn't know it yet, first of all, the book is really good. So go get it. But he talks about a fly and we've all seen this happen 
when you see a fly trying to fly through the window, because the window's clear, it doesn't know that it can't get out that way. And it's hitting it over and over and over again. And the fly to save its life needs to get out of the window, right? And it's not realizing that right behind it is an open door that it could fly through. But it thinks, well, this is the strategy, this is the way, and it's just going to keep literally beating its head against a wall and probably end up killing itself because it doesn't, it's not available for understanding that right behind it, it could just turn around and fly out the door. Yes. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. It's a good analogy to what we all do. It's like, I think the answer for a lot of people, myself included, before I really started to learn this is work harder. Mm-hmm. I need more money. I need my business to be a success. Work harder is the answer. Yeah. Which isn't the case at all. <laughs> it, it's really not. And it's hard to understand. It, it really is because we've been conditioned to believe that mm-hmm. not just from our parents, but from all of society. And there's merit in hard work. There's merit in achievement. And we've learned that we've been conditioned that through our whole lives. So the answer is usually work harder. Mm-hmm. And it's the exact opposite. It is. And I think there's, you know, there's a season for everything. And I know for me, like when I was first starting off in sales and then first starting my business, it was more of like, it felt like a grind. Now I would be curious to know, cause I didn't know then what I know now about how to use energy and how to align mm-hmm. your thoughts and your mind with what you want. So I'm curious if hard work would even be required, like quote unquote, hard work and hard work to me is like, it feels like a push. It feels like a force. It feels like a shove. Right. Whereas the more aligned effort feels, even though it's things that stretch your comfort zone, it feels more effortless because you're doing it from that place of like, I think a great rule of thumb in sales is you get to be attached to the what, but not the how. Mm. So when you take that aligned action, you're attached to, I'm bringing in, you know, 5,000, 10,000, $15,000 this month, but I'm not, it's not my job to determine how that comes in or who it comes in from. And so you stay at that higher level vibration and you don't get into a lot of fear and scarcity around like, you know, is so-and-so going to buy from me or not, which then puts you into force and I've got to push. And it, 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 when you operate from that level, you do have to work hard and you do have to push and you do have to force. So it's, it's a totally different way to create what we're talking about here, which I love. Yeah. I think it's really interesting too, because like we keep saying, people think hard work is the answer. I do think there's an element of hard work when you're initially starting out Mm -hmm. that the way you apply yourself has to be a lot different. You're growing something. The analogy that I really like, and this is one that Gina, um, our mentor shared a long time ago, she said, a plane uses 80% of its fuel at takeoff. Yeah. And I like that because I think that to be fair to people who are starting businesses and they keep hearing it's all alignment, it's all flow, it's all ease. And it's all, you know, and it can be really triggering because it's like, but but there's things I have to do to get my business up and running that is a lot harder than it's going to be once I'm up in the air. Yes. And so I think there is an element of hard work, maybe from like zero to hundred K that is a lot different that once you surpass that six figure mark, the way you apply yourself is a lot different. Have you seen that? I have. And I think it's my experience has been that at each new level, like each new quantum leap to use the language we're talking about for me, it's felt more like pushing like right now I'm in a space where we're like, oh gosh, okay. We've got something that worked. We brought in a lot of money from it. And now I can't keep doing it all on my own. So I'm like, I'm hiring team. I'm bringing people on. And that has felt like more stress because I've noticed the, what feels like lack of support. Not that my team's not amazing. It's just more than they can take on. So I've noticed that more and it, now it's like, okay, so I'm having to do the work. It's more work of getting this next level set up, mm-hmm. but 
I'm focusing in this whole process on keeping my energy at the level of the woman who already has the perfect team in place to, in order to be more of a vibrational match for it. So it, the team members can come in more easily. So right. I don't reject them with my resistance. So right. I think whether you're going from zero to a hundred or a hundred to a million or whatever, learning to again, act as if like, even when you're doing the stuff that may not be what you want to be doing forever, doing it in the energy of the woman who already has the money and clients she wants, it'll feel different. The work will feel different. Mm-hmm. And it will be more effective as well. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Because you're like, you would otherwise repel attracting this amazing team with your fear versus if you come from that energy of, I am the woman that has an amazing team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're coming from a very different energy and therefore you are attracting that amazing team into your world versus, oh my God, this isn't going to work. Oh my God, what if this doesn't come together? What if I don't find the right team member? You're putting all those things out into the universe and you're kind of making it so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're what you're project- yeah. You're projecting like no team, no team, no team, no support, no support, no support, no team, no team. Or with money, right? If someone's going right. in their first six figures and that's your version of that, you project like no money, no money, no money, no clients, no clients, no clients. Even though you're thinking about like, I want these clients, but your energy is focused on the lack. Right. Of them. Yep. And that's don't have. the universe picks up on your, it's your energy. It's your emotions, not, yeah. not thoughts. Right. Yeah. The universe yeah. is how you feel. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's why everybody's relationship with money, they can acknowledge, yeah, I want more of it. Yes. I want to create money, but there's a fear somewhere that is like, we keep saying that's, that's repelling it. It's how you feel inside. And, you know, and I think I get that money buys security and safety in a lot of ways, but I also understand that you have to feel okay, even if the money isn't there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the the big conundrum with everybody is like, yeah, but I'll feel better when the money is there, but you have to feel better first and then you'll attract yeah. the money. And you know, what's interesting, Nicole, I don't know if this was, your, I think from what you said before, it was your experience. Like it doesn't magically change things. I know when I didn't have a lot of money, I would have slapped someone who said that I would have been like, it would change a lot right now. Mm-hmm. And yes, to an extent, yes, it does. But every amount of money I've made, it's still been me with mm-hmm. some of the same limiting beliefs and some of the same challenges. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that even today I was like, I'm having some thoughts right now that are the thoughts of a woman who brings in way less money than what is actually in my physical reality. And I'm feeling, I noticed I was feeling feelings that like, we're in a match. And so it was just like, oh, well, what was the thought? I was just thinking about that and, you know, we're sorted through it, some coaching myself and, you know, hopped on the call with my coach, but it doesn't, having a lot of money come in doesn't automatically change the way you feel. You feel it more of how you're feeling. Yes. Like if you already have fears around money and you attract a bunch of money and you haven't done the work on yourself amplifies what you were already feeling. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I have all this money and you're either going to hoard it and not spend it because you're afraid. And then you're not putting it in flow, which we ultimately yeah. know that's how we, we create more, but you're also your relationship with money is still the same. So like you said, attracting all of it, you still have to do the work on you so that once you do attract it, that your relationship with it is what improves, not the amount of money that improves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is what yes. brings more of it in. Yeah, 
Exactly. And it's why, you know, lottery winners will often go bankrupt. Most of them go bankrupt because it's like, this is not in alignment with who I am. Right. 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 So it does. Like, I, I think my experience has been, it does get better. It does feel easier. I used to feel a lot of anxiety and fear and scarcity around money. That's very rare. Like it was even what I described that happened today. That's a very rare thing, but it, for whatever reason it did. Right. But so the money in the account had nothing to do with that. It was me. Right. Yeah. And so that also means that if you're currently looking at no money in your account, then you can still, you start feeling abundant mm-hmm. and worthy now, right. and then the money must come to you, right? Then you're a vibrational match for it. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, and you can shift that like right now, right now, because the universe always responds to your present feeling, your emotional, your emotions are your vibrational set point, right? So it responds to how you're feeling. And that has nothing. It can have nothing to do with your physical reality. It doesn't care about your physical reality. It cares about how you're feeling and how you're showing up. Your physical reality isn't even really real. Like the number in the bank account isn't actually real anyways. It's what we're making that mean that makes us think a certain way, which makes us feel a certain way. Right? Yes. I think so. Yeah. It's so interesting. Like all this stuff, when you, I I love the opportunity to talk about this because when you start studying money, it's like, it's just energy, but it's also, it's like, it's kind of all made up, right? It's a system we make up. Time is an illusion too. Like when you really dig into U squared, that's also, an, I want to go in and like redo all the sales trainings I did for years in corporate and be like, stop trying to manage time. It's the whole thing is an illusion. Like we sh- none of us should be talking about this. So it's yeah. Yeah. It's like, it just takes you on a whole nother level when you start thinking it's, it's really fascinating to me that like the stories we make up about these things that really aren't actually real and how we live our lives, uh, you know, a- according to that. But yeah, I just, it's really fascinating to me to understand more about my relationship with money and see how that changes everything about how I show up in my life in all of my relationships, not just in my business, but everywhere, yeah. because you're becoming a different version of yourself by really improving your relationship with money. And just like you said, I mean, a lot of what you learn from zero to seven is what's the impression that you have that you carry with you. And it's kind of what's forming and and shaping all of your beliefs Mm -hmm. around money and your relationship with money probably shows up in all of your other relationships in your life. Yeah, totally. It's, we're so impressionable early on. And there are people who are programming you who don't know that they're programming you and they're doing their best, but they have no idea. I've uh, been doing this live series all April on how to release resistance to what you want. Mm -hmm. And one of the, one of my friends who's been on every night, he put a comment in I think it was last night. And he said, I overheard a conversation with my coworker telling his kid, like, well, what do you think? Money grows on trees. And he said, I cringed in that moment. Cause I knew what was happening. I knew what was happening. Oh, but most of us, again, like I didn't learn this until my thirties, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people never learn it, but for anyone who's watching right now, you're learning it. And once you know it, you can't unknow it. Yeah. And I think it's a privilege to learn this in this lifetime. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. It's it so really important. is. It really is. It's a privilege and it's a different understanding than maybe we've ever had about, about money and what it is. It opened up a lot for me when I understood money as energy and managing my relationship with it will change everything for me. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I think that's a really powerful exercise people can do if they're like, how do I start to change my relationship with money? Mm-hmm. Write the letter to money, the way you really feel about it right now. So if I wrote a letter a few years ago, it would have been, Oh, you know, I really like money, (laughs) dear money. I really like you. I think you're awesome, but I'm always afraid you're not going to come. And I'm afraid you're going to leave. And 
you know, when are you coming next? And why does it always feel so tense and anxious when you're here? Right. And you think mm-hmm. about if that was a person, would they want to come hang with you? No, right. of course not. Right? right. So then write a letter to money as if it was this dear relationship that you were looking to call in, like your very best friend or your beloved that you wanted to just pour out your heart and your love and your soul to. Mm-hmm. And that's the energy that we got to show up in to allow it to flow freely into our experience. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Be open to receiving it by improving your relationship with it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Elise. So here's what I want everybody to know. Where can they find you? Where can they follow you? Where can they get more of you? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say definitely listen to She Sells Radio. Mm -hmm. If you enjoyed this conversation, um, would be on. I know most people listen to seven podcasts. I'd be honored to be one of the seven if this resonated with you along with Nicole's. And um, I'm at Elise Archer. I tend to hang out mostly on Instagram, but I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook. So yeah, um, would love to connect with anyone and everyone who this resonated with. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was really powerful. Like I said, I love talking sales and I know how much of sales really is about money mindset Yeah. and our relationship. I always tell people, if you want to get better at sales, improve your wealth consciousness. Yes improve your understanding of what money really is and what you're really doing in this world. Just like your friend, who's the eight figure entrepreneur. It's like, I help people and, or make really, what did she say? Make friends and and solve problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's it. Beautiful. And then be open to receiving from that. And, uh, just really being willing to investigate your relationship with money. Yeah. Do those things in your set. You set. Love it. Thank you so much, Elise. I really appreciate you being here. I know how powerful this was for everybody to hear and just how empowering it is to hear that we are in control of all of this. It's it's some mindset stuff that we can make some shifts in to attract the, the life that we really desire. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Nicole. I loved this conversation. All right. That is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, please leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me and it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, healthystepswithnicole.com. I would love to hear from you and I can't wait.